0: Hello and welcome to the Styles Clashing podcast. I am your host Alan Ramich. Joining me is my co-host Merge. Welcome Merge to the inaugural edition. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, man. Uh, wrestling's in a great spot, and I'm just excited to talk about some wrestling, not sports entertainment. Talk about some wrestling, <laughs> some wrestling. I
0: mean, I mean, wrestling is sports entertainment. If 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 we're going to be um, mm-hmm. pedantic about it, um, it's one and the same thing. Um, it's nice that we can finally call it wrestling again, though, under the yeah. rugby side of things. And- so we'll, we'll just give everyone a bit of background. Um, most people who are listening to this will probably know us from Twitter and at uh, NBA slash NFL slash um, wherever, whatever sport you see me ranting about on any given day. Um, Merge, I- I'll let you go first because you're the rookie here. Just give us a bit of background on your introduction to wrestling your favorite wrestler and what
1: yeah um the funny thing is it's kind of connected to those damn uh, sports <laughs> um, yeah wrestling wasn't really a thing that really caught my eye before um, I'm 24 right 24 right now and it was a thing that I always knew about um, but I never fully really understood the appeal there was even a point where like when I was younger I think I was like nine or ten or whatever and i went to some kid b- birthday party that I, I didn't know but my friend knew and it was like a john cena party or i don't know i don't remember if it was specifically wwe or if it was just john cena but he was just a dickhead the, the kid he was a he was a, a shit kid and i'm like he, oh he's a stew because he he liked wrestling and it's fake anyway which is hilarious looking back on now uh you know watching what I've watched now, but but yeah, it's always a thing that I've, I've known about. I've watched some clips here and there on YouTube and everything, but I never really fully got myself into it, uh, until I believe it is March of this year. Uh, the Lakers were the Lakers, they were horrible. Uh, I wasn't watching any games, uh, and I just saw around the Royal Rumble time, I saw people talking about it on Twitter. Um, and then I asked Alan, I asked you. For some matches and i think the first match that i fully watched it was that undertaker versus Shawn michaels at wrestlemania 25 and still one of my favorite matches that i've watched uh then it was cm punk versus john cena at money in the bank 2011 and from there on out i just fell in love with it uh i, I think the moment was it, actually the actual moment where I'm like okay like it, it was uh, daniel bryan wrestlemania 30 uh, yes movement at the, the the peak of its of its powers uh it's just so it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside and daniel bryan is just such a great wrestler and such a great guy just in general but um i think i would actually say to go to the my favorite wrestler part i would say probably daniel bryan daniel bryan Bryan danielson um or kevin owens uh those are my two right now there's a bunch of other guys that we'll we'll definitely get into uh watching or get into today but Uh, those are my two guys Uh, Daniel Bryan kind of got me into it which is weird but saying that but and then Kevin Owens got me to stay Uh, specifically the uh, Illumination Chamber uh, 2015 I believe it is it was Kevin Owens versus John Cena probably my favorite match of all time at at this moment Uh, but yeah it's insane to me at this point that I did not watch it (laughs) because I'm all encapsulated by it at this point all i think about is all i watch i even got my girlfriend into it who, who loves it as well so
0: yeah so a wonderful little introduction there um i'll start from me i've been into wrestling since i was a kid um i fell out of love with it for years um and then really came back to it about 26 2014 because it was the wrestlemania 30 that's how i remember it Was 2014. Right um and then was in and out for a few years and then this gentleman appeared and for people who are not watching the the video version i am showing you a figure of bray wyatt specifically the fiend um he is the single most reason for me getting back into watching wrestling um i am still enthralled by the character i think it's Arguably, until Vince ruined it, the most interesting character the movie created in 25 years, and um, mm-hmm. Braze a genius. Um, yes, yes. Vince McMahon no longer is, and he's also a horrible human being. So there's that. I don't have to talk about Vince McMahon on this podcast, which is great. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we we probably will at multiple junctures um, throughout the show, but. We don't have to talk about his booking anymore. Um, yes. We'll probably get on to him being a horrible human being at some point as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bray Wyatt got me back into it, and I've been hooked since. Um, tested my patience. Um, you did not live through um, Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia with The Fiend versus Goldberg. Um, that, that was also like- the show with Ricochet and Brock Lesnar, wasn't it? It was indeed. It was, that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um after they just, you know, I know everyone dogs on Hell in the Cell, right? And saying oh that's when they decided to destroy the character. It, the character wasn't destroyed. It just made Hell in a Cell seem stupid. It wasn't the fiend being destroyed, it was you could just argue stupid ref, right? Um it wasn't anything. The fiend was fine. The fiend got up and you know, Sister Abigail Seth at the end of the match. Who cares? Right? Yeah. It the thing that killed the fiend's momentum was The Goldberg thing. And then Bray Wyatt being the genius that he is, um, resurrected that with the Firefly Funhouse match, which is what I'm getting to. Um, My favorite thing I've ever seen in wrestling, Um, the Firefly Funhouse match, because John Cena's a genius, Bray Wyatt's a genius, with John Cena being a, a big enough presence to say to Vince McMahon, shut up, this is how we're doing this. And mm-hmm. it created this magical thing that I don't think will ever be topped. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. So my favorite all-time wrestler is John Cena. Again, for the audience behind me, if you cannot see, I have the John Cena edition spinner belt right behind me. Um, a beautiful thing. And my current wrestler, I'm wearing his shirt. Yeah. The inaugural edition. Mr. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um, the most over superstar in the world which you know if you said that in january people would be looking a bit crazy at you but it's the truth um, yeah so that's that's my little background into wrestling so yeah i feel like we covered that quite well there
1: yes yeah i think we did it, it is very funny that john cena is involved in both of our favorite things in wrestling uh that we've watched me me with the ko match and you with the firefly Funhouse match uh he's pretty good guys let's, let's not forget about that <laughs> Let's appreciate if, John before he retires.
0: <laughs> if anyone should take over Flair's 16 world titles, even if Flair argues it's more, it's not. Um, because no one cares about you winning a world championship in Puerto Rico, Rick. It doesn't count. Um, John Cena should be the person who wins more than 16. Like, yes. Let's be real. He should be the only guy to break that. Um, and I feel bad saying that because I love Randy Orton. But it should be John Cena. Yeah, it should. You can have. You can ha- You can have Orton get to that point after Cena breaks it, but you can't have anyone but Cena break it first. In my opinion, anyway, he's he's way too valuable to the he. He is the one who carried on the business, and without him, I think wrestling would have been dead. Especially so. with
1: the Benoit stuff. Right when that Benoit stuff happened, uh, Cena is like the reason they are. They say net positive.
0: Yeah. It Cena Cena gets so much shit and warranted from the book inside of things it was very repetitive, right? But him as a talent, he's top 3, top 4 ever. Mm-hmm. And for anyone to say otherwise is stupid in my opinion. In-ring work, character, um when he's allowed to be John Cena and not the corny version of John Cena and yeah. then his mic work, when you combine all that, he, he top 3. Of all time, in my opinion, he's so good.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better. He's he sh- should be respected as such. And yeah, obviously the booking was bad at certain points, but um, just look at that 2015 run, with the U.S. title. I think that, that is what speaks for itself. 2015 to 2017 uh, was the best John team that you we've ever seen, and which is kind of crazy considering what he did before that. But all stuff with the the U.S. title, all his stuff with AJ Styles uh, was phenomenal. Yeah, he's it's, the one.
0: He's. I mean, AJ is incredible, and I think he would have been incredible anyway, right, in the WWE. Yeah. But without John Cena, he doesn't get to be the AJ Styles that he is right now.
1: He, Yeah, 100, 100%. Yeah. It's just John is the foundation of really everything that, that's been built today. So
0: Definitely. So that's a little bit of an inside on us. We mentioned Vince being gone. I'd rather not talk about that today because I feel like you need an entire podcast devoted to that yeah and this is already going to be a bit on the longer side so i'd yeah. rather avoid talking about vincent kennedy mcmahon right now and um, but let's talk about his successor in the creative role um a certain paul Levesque. we know him as triple h um mm-hmm. it's been a weird year for triple h um he we find out about that he's you know no longer on nxt because of heart issues that we had but we had no idea how serious it was right until he did an interview with stephen a smith which is weird in itself mm-hmm. In the lead up to wrestlemania um saying that he basically almost died which is i don't think anyone reported that at the time everyone was um because you weren't into wrestling then um mm-hmm. it was very much a case of he's got some major heart issues but he's stable he's going to make a full recovery he is fine but none of none of this thing leaked where it was um as serious as you know him almost dying so he had that he came back around wrestlemania time His role seemed to be very marginalized marginalized though with vince
1: mm-hmm. um, especially then... with Re- regal being let go of and a bunch of the inner circle being let go of
0: yeah basically everyone but sean
1: mm-hmm.
0: which um but that's just because sean michaels and vince was never going to get rid of sean um right. i didn't think he was ever going to get rid of regal but you know so we but we will right. no doubt we'll talk about that um so and then you start hearing murmurings that you know the allegations came out about vince so then he ceded control of you know the financial side and the day-to-day running, but he was still in charge of creative. Um, and then the Johnny A stuff came, and they fired Johnny Ace. They made Triple H the VP of Talent Relations, mm-hmm. which you know I just thought, okay, that's just going to be his role now um, until Vince is gone. I d- I still didn't think that Vince would go. To be honest, I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be swept under the rug. I really, really did, to be honest with you. I mean, he um, came
1: out at the beginning of, was it SmackDown when the first allegations came out?
0: Yes. Uh, and
1: he just, for like literally a minute, and then walked back, and I'm like, oh God, what is, what, what's happening right now? <laughs> I that thought was, it was bulletproof.
0: That was like his, yeah. That was this time where he thought anything can happen and he'll still run this. Sh- and he forgot about his hush money to Donald Trump. <laughs> Which, you know, whole other Donald Trump being works. the demise of <laughs> Vince McMahon is is really interesting. And again, like I said, a whole podcast will probably at no at one point be dedicated to the Vince McMahon fiasco. Um, yeah, and Vince McMahon deserves everything he gets from this point onwards. Is my take on it. So I'm like I said, I'm not minimizing what's happened. Vince McMahon absolutely deserves everything that's coming to him. Um, I, I, although I don't think anything more will come from it apart from he'll probably be made to pay the money that
1: he Yeah, he's not going with. to jail or anything. He's just no. too too rich.
0: Yeah. And he's the majority shareholder still, so yeah, he can do whatever he wants. But he'll just he'll ha- probably just be forced to pay the money back that he spent. Yeah. Um, which which sucks, right? But it's what's going to happen, the likelihood of it, right? He's way right. too connected in in the world of Washington D.C. for anything else to happen.
1: I mean, he literally. I mean, the Trump thing. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be like he's not going to jail. He'll have to pay whatever. But it's just uh, the the things themselves that obviously were horrible. But I think I mean obviously coming out of it, I think everyone's coming out way better from it. Obviously, when we'll, we'll talk about at least from a creative and a, and really from a business side as well, I think. They're, everyone's coming out a lot cleaner and a lot more uh, a lot more positive momentum.
0: Yeah and so we we hear that Vince is retiring and then the initial reports that Bruce Pritchard was taking over the creative side and I was like thinking okay this is like a retirement where Vince has to retire but he's still running things behind the scenes seeing as Bruce Pritchard still the number one guy. Um, and then we hear that Triple H has took taken over control, and that was the first time I've been excited about it. basically since WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know how you feel, but
1: well, I mean, there there were some good matches in between, obviously, and we'll we'll talk a little about Cody, I think, and but there were some really good moments. The Cody stuff, it was great. The Bianca stuff, I think, was really good. Uh, I really liked what, what was going on with with you know the Usos and all that with RK Bro, but in terms of just like oh th- this is a really positive direction L- look at how they're they're booking these people it-, it wasn't it was just like the wrestlers were just overperforming. are they performing yes. as as good as they they are and they they were just making the the shit booking look incredible because they're just the wwe has the best collection of talent of any promotion so it was just That's being saved by-
0: us. you cannot say that on the internet <laughs> wrestling community that's yeah that that's that's true um
1: uh, but it was just the talent being the talent uh and being as good as good as, as good as they are there's a lot of people in there but in terms of like long-term like booking and long-term people getting pushed correctly there's no way uh i was positive about the way that kevin owens is going the way uh sammy Zayn again sammy is, is just doing what sammy does best and he makes everything look like gold uh
0: same and with kevin owens to be fair
1: same with kevin yes kevin as well the whole i mean they stone cold and johnny knoxville two of the best matches of that weekend and no one expected it to, to do that it was, just, it was because of them
0: yeah two of um, the best four matches on the card
1: yeah pretty much uh and uh, and we'll talk about like people who are returning but all these people coming back would not have happened I, i'm not even sure if a johnny gargano comes back it, if Vince is still there because there's reports now that he is interested because Hunter is in charge. So nothing would have been like overwhelmingly positive long-term. There have been very good moments every week, which there always is because again, best talent in the world. Uh, So with Vince being gone and Hunter taking over and all these very simple, but very impactful changes being made, uh, makes the future is, is insanely bright for um for the wwe right now
0: yeah and yeah essentially yeah i think <laughs> i think talent have a lot more free reign in a good way not in a bad way mm-hmm. uh, i think AEW sometimes has too much free reign in a bad way and again this isn't an AEW bashing thing it's just you know Apparently, sometimes you can't call out AEW for what they do bad and WWE for what they do good, or you know, <laughs> you can't be objective, I guess. Um, but you can tell with people like Rhonda that she's not got a script in front of her anymore. And she's automatically a billion times better when she doesn't sound robotic, right? She's like, right. she's like, she's like one of the most. Like, did you hear the reaction on Friday evening for Ronda? It was insane.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, run... when has Ronda gotten that reaction? I mean, since she came in, like from the, her first like few months first in WWE. Run.
0: Yeah. First run. Like, so just a little like like Shayna Baszler in the space of ten days, going from a laughing stock to oh, <laughs> that Shayna Baszler. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's amazing what happens it's very subtle things but it's stuff that i don't know why it took so long
1: i i vince doesn't like wrestling and no. he 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 treats it as a dirty word and like a, a negative connotation uh and how many match of the year contenders have we gotten over the last three weeks i can think of like two off the top of my head uh, with that Shinsuke-Gunther match and uh, that Fatal Five-Way. Those were two incredible matches on free TV. Yeah. And uh, Vince wouldn't give time. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, in a span of two weeks, became the Blackheart again.
0: It's amazing he... what happens when you let Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle.
1: Yeah, exactly. And putting him with a guy like Gunther who fits that style really well. The, the stiff kicks and the stiff, like, everything. It, it's the... the you know, the king of strong style. Put him with a big giant
0: dude. Who would have thought? Who would have thought Shinsuke would work, work out well with that? I mean, uh, you know, maybe John Cena would have fought it. Yeah. Have, you, have <laughs> you watched John Cena Shinsuke yet?
1: Um, I I haven't watched Cena Shinsuke. Wasn't that a Survivor Series thing?
0: No, it was a SmackDown no,
1: thing. Oh jeez, no. I'm I'm working through it still, but I'll, I'll get it at some point. But
0: it might be the best SmackDown match ever. It only lasted like 12 minutes, but insane. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's just... And that like... was when, so there was a match between Cena and Shinsuke to face Jinder at SummerSlam, just for background. Okay. And everyone thought that Cena was going to go over, right? Because it's John it's Cena. Cena. And yeah. Shinsuke beats him clean. And they basically just let him go at it for 12 minutes on SmackDown. Like a pay-per-view level, go at it it was insane it's crazy what, what we can do when a guy can a, a new guy went clean um and so that was before shinsuke won the rumble yeah it was when he just got called up to main it was at his hottest yeah how they never pulled the trigger on him against Jinder is insane um i feel sorry for Jinder because it's not his fault right no you know and he seems like a good dude who works really hard. But he yeah, shouldn't have been in that position.
1: The only reason he was in that position was, frankly, the color of his skin. They wanted to get the Indian market.
0: Yeah. that Which, you know, and that's the thing that Vince, that pissed me off with Vince as well. Instead of treating these people of color or people of different cultures or backgrounds, attractions or special events, just treat them as wrestlers, man. I People mean, him him They'll Gunther.
1: Look with, with Gunther. It's not. It's, what it's, happened it's, with
0: Kofi. Yeah, <laughs> such a beautifully organic story.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there are Mo- Daniel Bryan. Go back to that. The Becky Lynch, fans
0: do like, or cream. I don't Bianca's the most over person in the WWE right now. Who's, who's Bianca might be the it.
1: best, the best baby face in the world right now. She's so fucking good.
0: <laughs> like, Bianca's incredible. So. Wrestling fans just know quality, right? That's the thing I've noticed. And like we'll, we'll obviously touch on Roman because Roman's the biggest star in the, in the world right now of wrestling. Yeah. Um, it's amazing what happens when Vince didn't listen to the fans. He, he thought that he probably made this up. But fans are asking for this presentation of Roman for the longest time because it makes the most sense.
1: He was, was never Asamoan gonna be.
0: Dude,
1: he was never gonna be a John Cena white meat baby face. It was just, it's you can't. John Cena is one of one. He is John Cena. There's only a, a sweat few who can pull that off on a consistent basis. And it's and you're you're getting into like the Hulk Hogan's, the Stone Cold Steve Austin's of the world. The John Cena's, the John Cena, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so there's three of them for a reason, and, and I know Hulk turned out to be a horrible human afterwards, right. but. He I mean, he, carried that company
1: for ten years as a as the most over babyface maybe ever. Like I mean, it's everyone knows Hulk Hogan, everyone knows Hulkamania. Like uh, everyone knows that stuff. It's him or Austin in terms of just over babyfaces. Yeah. So it's just people are getting more time to actually wrestle. We we have more new matches. I don't think we've gotten a rematch. I think I think we're gonna get our, like our first rematch of the Triple H era next week, and it's Corbin versus Ricochet. First time in eight shows. I mean that's. That's kind of unheard of. For how many times have we seen the Street Profits and the USO, some iteration of those 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 four men fight over like, the the months leading up to Summerslam?
0: And it's not like Triple H's got rid of promos either. He hasn't. We we, we might have saw the best promo, promo
1: of the year with that Drew KO promo.
0: Yeah, it was incredible. Hey. Talk about another match of the year candidate on free cv
1: if that was a clean finish, my it might have been my my match like up there with the Cody match. Honestly, if it was yeah. a clean finish, so they're, they're both so incredibly good. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's and like we've been saying, it's not small changes, it, it's not big changes, it's little changes to make people look better. Like, even like, um, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander getting a tag match and getting time. Those those are two really talented guys, and you should use them as such. Make them a tag team. The tag team division is is still like you need more more names in there. Like it's it's not that hard. And Triple H is showing that it really isn't that hard, and it makes every episode of the of the weekly shows not feel like a slog anymore. Raw maybe a little bit, but even even Raw like they they figured out how to accelerate, like keep your attention on it for the most, for the most part.
0: So, yeah, like just make more, like just extend the wrestling matches instead of having five minute matches, have fifteen minute matches.
1: It just thousand oh. and and Bobby Lashley, AJ and Champa, Champa and Lashley, like you have it, all these
0: incredible wrestlers. Just let them wrestle. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah, it, it,
1: it, it's it has been a lot of fun uh, building, and uh, we we haven't even scratched the surface in terms of how big this could get, especially when we'll talk about returns. Uh, later uh with some of the names that have been talked of uh it's gonna be by the survivor series we, we can be seeing a whole different landscape of, of talent
0: but the thing i like is it's not been returns just for the sake of returns right oh yeah it's been yeah. people returning impactfully and what we've not had that many actually return have we we've had what
1: Hit Row, Bailey's group, Hit Loomis, Dakota Kai, um, and Karen Cross and Scarlet.
0: Yeah, like there's not been that many. And even the ones who
1: have, like, Cross is the biggest name there. I think returning. Uh,
0: If you don't count Bailey, but obviously Bailey was always going to return.
1: Right, Right. Bailey was coming back. She probably would have been there by herself at Summerslam instead of those three together. Uh, but like Loomis, people don't really know Loomis. I no. mean they, they, they do and they and they don't but hit row got what a month on the main roster they, they were formed a little over a year ago in NXT so like which they made were, no sense anyway yeah I mean and, and they immediately got rid of b Bfab pretty quickly after they got called up and then and, I mean again releases, which
0: made no sense.
1: It, it it's like it's like Carrion getting called up without Scarlett. like it like why not transfer over the same presentation i can't wait for Karrion's first full entrance they keep teasing it but i i, I cannot wait for it. in a full house a full packed house and seeing that full entrance it, it's going to be a special thing to witness because say what you want about Karrion in the in the ring and, and I, I think he's fine he's good he's i think you, you just put him in more physical matches i think he, he'll thrive more on that but the presentation the intro, introduction the the whole scarlet as the manager is incredible like it Just makes them feel like a big deal.
0: If only they were vaccinated.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If <laughs> they're vaccinated. But and then there's, I mean, other small stuff too. Like people gain their their gimmicks back or their names back. I mean, uh, Gar- uh Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, they're gonna be their full names now. Um, there's there's talk about Dewdrop uh reverting. I'm guessing she'll go out the Piper Niven if she if he does change the name. Uh Dominic Dijakovic might be coming back, which, again,
0: how did Vince mess that one up? He's, like, a perfect Vince
1: guy. Uh,
0: yeah, it made no sense. Like, he was, like, ready-made Vince guy.
1: Yeah. So, and then, like, you, we could be seeing calls and stuff, which, we, which we'll get to, and the draft might be, might be around the corner. There's just a lot of – after Clash, there's going to be a lot of movement, I feel, in terms of, like, g- gimmicks and names and people – Getting like renewed pushes. I, I know we kind of said that after SummerSlam, but I think there are still there was stuff in the in the tank still with with like storylines that are going to be really good, and the card is shaping up to look really good. But uh you're going to see a lot like, of different names and gimmicks
0: and stuff. Sorry to interrupt, but it no, feels no, like even though SummerSlam is obviously a big full pay per view and they treat it like a huge deal, mm-hmm. feels like Clash at the Castle. Is there autumn's WrestleMania, and after that is coming the big reset of everything? That's what it feels yeah. like to me, especially with these rumors that the draft's coming up imminently after Clash at the Castle. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's where I am with it. I think Clash of the Castle will be this great big celebration of okay, this was the Vince era, these are the guys that you know he was pushing this entire time from the show after. We are going bigger and better, and this is the—you know—it's a Triple H model now, anyway. Right? Yeah, you can already see the changes. I think that's when the change will be in full effect from there on in.
1: I I fully agree, and I, and I think Clash itself could end up being I, there's there's this could be the best pay per view of the year. I feel pa- pardon, premium live event of of the year. Um, <laughs> it, it it there's a lot of potential that outside of the and, and you know we'll, we'll go through the, the storyline right now but there's some huge matchups that isn't just Drew uh Roman. There's a couple of potential match of the year contenders on that card outside of Drew Roman. So,
0: yes. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. And when you look at Raw for example, what did the the, the the Raw t- title women's Ina the Castle but it doesn't need to be because Bianca's in a really good storyline right now. Yeah, with Bailey's group control, I think it's called right. They haven't officially
1: um, called it control, but every post of theirs mentions control. So I'm and and the, the first picture that Bailey posted after it was just control in all caps with the three of them in a, in a picture.
0: So I've just been calling them control. And then obviously, with are talking the Triple H effect, the women's tag team titles are still a thing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, not the greatest lineup in terms of the, the tournament, but there isn't any established women's tag tag team. So he's just he's starting from what he has, essentially.
0: And you've still got former women's champions in there. Mm-hmm. You've got former uh, women's tag champs in there, former NXT tag champs in there. Um, as of Friday, anyway, because of toxic attraction. Um, well,
1: I mean, Dakota Kai and, and Raquel Gonzalez, too.
0: Also. Yeah, but... Because they're not together, it's it's a bit mm-hmm. weird, right? Right, right. Um, right. Um, so, uh, thanks, Nikita Lyons, for soft blocking me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> uh, it should,
1: I mean, it should have been toxic to attraction from the jump,
0: but it, it should have uh, been.
1: Yeah,
0: but you know, how about you just get vaccinated before your big jump to the main roster, right? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just me, I guess. Um, as, as people who've listened to the NBA charts or whatever podcast I've been on, I'm a scientist by trade. And people who don't get vaccinated really annoy me. And I make no... Um, I understand that good people have decided to make the decision not to get vaccinated. So I'm not saying that everyone who is unvaccinated is a kook or a freak. Mm. I just think that you're endangering your life by not getting vaccinated. So it just makes no sense to me but again it's everyone's decision i don't want to um um be all preachy here but please get vaccinated um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like, like it just the whole women's tag tournament it creates a whole sense of intrigue around the shows because that's something that you can look forward to every episode right yeah um and bianca's like you said maybe the best baby face, in the, if not in the world, certainly in WWE right now. Yeah. Like her and Drew, right? Like, those are the two.
1: Of the active ones, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Like,
0: you know, I feel like if we talk about the ones who are inactive, Riddle as well, I forgot about Riddle. Riddle.
1: Yeah, Riddle's the third one there. He's definitely below the two, but he's, he's certainly over.
0: Yeah. Like, so just the whole women's tag scene right now, fills me with a lot of confidence because it finally feels like it's with Vince and there'll be a lot of comparing, right? When we're talking about Roar and SmackDown and etc. With Vince, it felt like the only thing that would get on a pay-per-view storyline wise with the women was the titles. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we're getting matches on pay-per-view like control versus Bella Oscar and Alexa. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not for any title. It's just two factions who don't like each other. Yeah, it's wrestling. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's yeah. a man or a woman. Yeah, and those are the like the six
1: six of the best women wrestlers in the world right now too. Especially, I, I'm I'm extremely excited to have them fully unleash Eosky. EO Sky. Uh, she might be the best wrestler, woman wrestler in the world. Team, I hate, that name, I hate I think... that name change. I hate that name change i think they did it because to make it a little more like easier
0: to I- say for people. easier to say yeah like, and it's, not like, real. It's,
1: it's not like a stupid name change. it's not like a butch you know uh
0: when when is pete done going back
1: to people? i, I want to say clash he's been teasing it he has been teasing it
0: especially because like they left themselves an out clause when he was about to say pete done right when he first was introduced Yeah, and Sheamus went. Oh, we call him Butch, and you could see on his face when when he said it at the time that he wasn't best pleased with that, right? So, I need Pete Dunn to go back to being Pete Dunn.
1: Yeah, and I think if if you if it's that much of an issue, you can keep Butch, but he can be Pete Butch Dunn. Like you can do that. Like have Pete Dunn come back. If you need to keep Butch, keep it in there. But his name shouldn't just be Butch, you know. But uh, I think there could be something with them him, them coming out with Sheamus uh, mm-hmm. against Gunther, and obviously we know the, the Gunther-Pete uh, Dunn uh, history there. Maybe something comes out of that. Maybe we get uh, the Bruiserweight back, uh, and maybe that's
0: Gunther's next uh, feud. Yeah, it would be incredible. Pete Dunn versus Walter? Yeah. I mean, Gunther, right? But. Walter. Walter.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we all know him as Walter. Right. Speaking of, obviously we'll get to Goonfer when we talk about SmackDown, right? Yeah. How insane was it that after the July 4th edition of Raw, Vince wanted to completely bury Walter? Vince sees
1: foreigners as people who should be getting heat of, oh, America bad, you know, sort of <laughs> sort of thing. I guess he wanted a big like a lot of heat on him i'm assuming after he because he like destroyed our truth who was wearing uncle sam and uncle sam yeah costume. that was the whole segment which i i hate i really hate whenever it's a foreign heel right and the, the crowd chants usa i'm like who cares dude <laughs> like enjoy argue with the greatest wrestler in the world right right in front of your face and going through he might be the best wrestler in the world and you're just chanting usa at him like appreciate appreciate this man
0: <laughs> republicans to, to, to answer your question yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah
1: essentially but yeah i i, I just like you have a you have your future right there. Uh, Gunther is the future of this of this company. And he'll probably... If they if they do it correctly, he should be a, a world champion within... By, by the end of 2023,
0: I think. He should be the guy who beats Cody Rhodes once Cody wins the title.
1: Yeah. Cody mm. should hold it for six, seven months, I feel. And maybe at like... Uh, if they do another clash, do it there.
0: Yeah, because Gunther obviously... I think... The UK show will be a staple now. I really do. I think I think, it, I think
1: it will be too because it feels like a like a big four sort of pay per view, and maybe they move it around in terms of like placement because maybe you don't want it right after Summerslam.
0: Replace of as you know, sad as it is, replace Survivor Series. You yeah. Survivor Series in its current form is dead. Yeah,
1: but unless unless or, tr- Triple H pulls the War Games out of it. Unless he makes know it a War
0: Games. Yeah. But still. I think the UK is too big a market not to have at least one pay-per-view a year. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. I'm not just saying that because I live in England. I think if you look at the wrestling landscape, there's 75,000 seats that have been sold out for this show in two weeks' time. That's insane. I think Germany would probably do that as well, if we're being yeah. honest. But outside of America, it's what? The UK and Japan who are doing that?
1: Yeah, I mean, and maybe yeah, this,
0: Germany. And even Japan's yeah. a bit of an iffy one.
1: Yeah, that that's the what is it, what is it called? The uh Sky Dome, right? The
0: Tokyo Dome, yeah. Tokyo
1: Dome. Dome, Sky Dome. I meant I meant Tokyo Dome. <laughs> yeah. And and that's so, a like it, and that's even with the new Japan stuff and and even then it, it's not it's not as much I think as as like what uh like Sofi would be. Yeah,
0: like so I think And there's so many amazing stadiums in england as well where you could easily sell out seventy thousand every year yeah definitely you just just, i think if you're gonna do it in soccer stadiums you have to do it in the summer because obviously during the autumn time soccer's been played so i feel like if they're smart one of money in the bank or summer should be in the uk every yeah that's what they should be yeah that's true Instead of having Clash because... the Castle, which is cool, you don't need to have an extra pay per view to be in the UK. Just have one of the existing big pay per views be in the UK,
1: right? And then, and then you can just have uh, Gunther win at SummerSlam against uh, against Cody. Even that, uh, maybe not because that's I think that's too that's not a long enough reign for Cody. M- maybe it can be at WrestleMania thir- uh, 40 in Philadelphia or something or. Or something around around there, uh, he he should win it. But any, anyway, uh, th- that's a little off topic. But yeah, I, I, Gunther should win, and I can't believe they were gonna bury that man.
0: <laughs> I can't believe they were gonna bury him. That, that just blew my mind. It's insane. Let's talk about the mid card scene on Raw because we could talk about Gunther for for ages, right? Let, 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 because you know, Intercontinental, the, the biggest overarching thing of the Triple H here so far is he's made the mid card title seem very important. Which Vince never did or hasn't done in a long, long time, basically since Cena, right? Which is big um, for
1: raw because they don't have a they don't have a title. Yet. Yet. But I'm saying at the moment they, they don't have a title. So making the Bobby Lashley this monster babyface with, with the mid card title is, is a such a it's such an easy decision, but it's just it's a it's a really good decision because whoever beats Bobby is an is, is going over.
0: Yeah. Like they're so over, it's insane. Yeah. Like let let let's be real about it. That Bobby is so good right now. He is, I think, probably WWE's MVP of 2020, especially on the Raw I mean, yeah. side. Of it. Yeah. Him and Seth. It's him or Seth, right? Like those are the two. Yeah. Bobby's been so good, and the matches he's had with AJ and Tommaso Ciampa the past few weeks. just Hat off to that man at 46 years old to be doing what he's doing. He's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'm loving the whole U.S. title scene because you got AJ, you got Champ. Obviously, they both lost. You, you have Dexter Loomis, who is just, you know, randomly appearing. I guess, like, who the fuck knows why that's going to happen, where, where that's going to go.
1: So people think it's he's going after AJ. I think he's going after the Miz personally. I think so as well because he, yes, he was at AJ matches, but AJ was also. Facing the Miz, and then the Miz and Champa interrupted the the Bobby AJ match. So I'm thinking, and again, this is, might be wishful thinking, but I think this could lead into Gargano because yes. Miz with Champa. Um, I I I don't think you you break them yet, Miz and Champa. But I think this can slowly lead into Gargano at some point. Um, maybe around Survivor Series, maybe Extreme Rules. Um, but I think that's what the Loomis thing is for. But speaking of the title itself, I think who who might get it, I can see it being K- KO, especially after his promo on Raw. Uh, I think Kevin, especially, it's in Toronto this week, uh, Raw. Um, I don't know if he goes over now, but it would be. It wouldn't surprise me, especially after the, pr- the promo and especially with everything tied into Sammy and and the bloodline and all that. Uh I think we could see it's it's crazy that he hasn't had a title in five years. So I think we, we see one see him with some title soon within the next couple months, I feel.
0: Yeah, it's ke- KO. It's amazing what happens, right, when you just let KO be KO. Like, yeah. the presentation of Kevin Owens changed in the space of, like, two minutes.
1: It it changed it in one
0: Ezekiel powerbomb. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what the two minutes was. It was it was, yeah. it was great. So, we touched on a mid-card scene. Very, very strong on Raw at the moment. Really, really, really well done. It's amazing what happens when you let some of the best wrestlers ever just wrestle yeah. um, for 20, 25 minutes on a three-hour show. Like, who would have yeah. thought? right? Let's talk about Judgment Day. I am not the biggest Dominic Mysterio. Ray and Edge are great, and they're obviously carrying this feud with the Judgment. Finn Balor's wonderful. You can tell the presentation of Finn's already changed. It's He's gone back to being Prince Balor to what he was in his last run in NXT mm-hmm. um, after he got demoted from the main roster back to NXT. That was after The Fiend got him too. Yeah, uh, which I think he needed though, to be fair. I think he needed that yes. reset. Um, and again, they, the triple a triple H guy, yeah.
1: And that's another thing, he was right there. Like, he came back, he was white hot from, from NXT. He had a, a really great matches with Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne. You know, he had feud with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, and all that. He was right there on, on a platter to push him again. He had the the the. He had the momentum, and then they do the whole demon baller thing <laughs> against Roman. <laughs>
0: yeah, and they bury him again. Uh, but if they were going t- if they if they were to make him demon baller, he should have beat Roman. Yes, yes,
1: and it wasn't. They, they should have had him lose lose clean, but without the demon baller stuff. I think, it, and the match was good up until the demon baller stuff. So, yeah. And anyway, going back to the the Judgment Day stuff, uh, I they they've done a really good job. Triple H done a really good job of re like getting more heat onto them. They were pretty heatless after the Edge thing happened, and re, losing Rhea for a couple months hurt as well. Obviously, she's a huge part of that of that group. But uh, I think what this is leading into, Edge faces uh, Damien tomorrow. Uh, on Raw, which is crazy. It's been what twelve years since Edge has wrestled on Raw. I think I saw that somewhere, yeah. which is crazy. Um, in Toronto, it's gonna be. It should be the main event. Uh, but I think what this is leading to is a Balor Edge match at Clash of the Castle, which makes sense with you know Balor being from Ireland and it being in the area. Obviously, I think he's gonna go over Edge. At Clash of the castle. That's what I think I do too. I, f-
0: I think Dominic's gonna cost Edge. Edge, yes, that's what I think's I- gonna happen too.
1: And I mean give Balor a huge win in, in the UK, and I think you you have you have a, a, a big heel on your hands. If if you want to keep the Prince Debit sort of uh presentation of him.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it really works well for Finn, though. I really, really do.
1: Yeah. So it, it's obviously not, not announced yet, so I'm kind of fantasy booking, but I think they're leading leading to it. I don't know why they wouldn't do it at Clash of the Castle. Like, why would you prolong it? Uh, it would just make a, a lot more sense, especially Finn will get a huge reaction, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, and give him a 25 minutes. Face. Yeah, he'll be the babyface for sure. Give, him, give them 20, 25 minutes. And again, like I said, it, it, it's shaping up to have a lot of non-Roman Drew matches, the potential match, matches of the year. And we can lead into another thing here. Uh, another p- one of those potential matches is the, the Seth Riddle match. That is one that I don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty 50-50 on who wins because they yeah, both kind of need the wins. They, they both kind of need a win. You want Seth in that title scene, but you also want to put Riddle back over. Uh, so, what, what are your, what's your feeling on what, what's going to happen there?
0: Riddle's come off as weak a lot as well in the past few weeks. Like Seth keeps keep on getting the upper hand over him, mm-hmm. and Seth isn't the type of character who needs wins to maintain relevant.
1: Relevance. Right, he has lost a lot.
0: He has, uh, and and-, and, it, and it doesn't matter. Like in the slightest, he's still a main event guy. No one cares. Yes, yeah, be- because his character doesn't make a huge deal out of wins or losses, right? He's still Seth Rollins. Like everyone right. knows how good he is. Who cares about like? That's one one of the reasons why I'm happy that the movie doesn't keep a track of wins and losses. Yeah, because wrestling wrestling shouldn't be about that. Wrestling should be about the story and the emotions it makes you feel. And Seth Rollins is so good at that that he doesn't need to win. And he's still a main event guy, which is insane, right? It's insane that I'm saying these words, but it's the truth as well. He hasn't won a pay per view the whole year, which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like his character's been diminished at all. No, cause... if anything, it feels like he's got more credit. Excuse me, more credibility.
1: Yeah, that that Cody feud really solidified. I mean, not, not that he wasn't already obviously, but that Cody feud might be the feud of the year really on, on whatever end you look at it, even though Seth lost three, Seth, they made you care about, uh, you know, Seth lost two and then Helena was the best match and he, they made you care about it. Yeah. The injury kind of played into that, but, but still Seth was incredible there. And a lot of people, a lot of people are, are giving Cody his rightful credit, but give Seth a whole bunch of credit too. Cause it, it, I bet it is not easy to work with someone who has that sort of injury, and still it, and still turn out a five star match?
0: Yeah, and just hats off to Seth, man. This I feel like this has the potential to be the best match on the card,
1: wrestling wise, one hundred percent. Like just from a pure wrestling standpoint, one hundred percent.
0: This feels like the type of match that Triple H would just go to them like, guys, here's twenty five minutes, enjoy.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a takeover kind of match. Yeah. Two of the best wrestlers in the world and just yes. have them go crazy.
0: It's the type of match that Riddle got over on in NXT. Yeah. Put him in there with a really good wrestler, have a story of them two hating each other, and just let him right wrestle for 25 minutes.
1: And there might be real life heat there too, from what I've heard. And I, I know it's not as it's not horrible, but there is the whole thing with Riddle's ex and Becky and and Seth, all that stuff.
0: I think I think it's subsided now though.
1: Right, what i thing that thinking well. too, but but maybe there's some there's something he can that Seth could probably tap into to make it look a little more that like he more that he hates him even more. So, yeah, just from a pure wrestling technical standpoint, this might be the this could be the match of the night. There's a lot of stuff that could happen with the, the you know the the Roman Drew stuff, but even the, like Drew and Roman are incredible, obviously, but they're not like these insanely technically skilled res- wrestlers like Riddle and Seth.
0: Drew more so than Roman. Drew right. is. But you don't need that to be a technical wrestling match. You right. Let let them kick the shit out of each other for 12.
1: Yeah, just, just let them do what, what Roman does best and, and control the pace.
0: Yeah, it, and it'll be insanely over. Yeah. So, so I think that's a good segue to SmackDown. Um, yes. Let's talk about Drew Roman and carrying cross first. Obviously, carrying cross was not in Canada another really good vaccinated individual really uh, good vignette though <laughs> really good like yeah the whole presentation of carrying cross since he's been back it's been really easy because it's just been what he was in nxt right mm-hmm. it's been really easy to understand but it makes it even more difficult to understand how Vince botched it so much. <laughs> And it makes me think, does he get involved in the match at clash at the castle? Because there's no yeah, way you involving just... him in these vignettes and having him talk about the main event. They're not really encouraging him. Right. When drew and Roman go at it amongst each other, which makes me think that Carrion will definitely.
1: Yeah. It, the, the, the question is this, like how, and like, what, like, He's obviously going for both. It does feel like it's a little more towards Drew than it is Roman, just from words that have been said, and there's been more back and forth with Drew and, uh, and Carrion, which it, I go back and forth every every day about who I think's going to win that match. I, this is the most, like, I thought Roman was going to lose uh, lose the title, but I still don't want him to lose the Universal title. I'm trying to figure out how they can split it, because Roman is just so good I being a champion <laughs> this roman is so good at being the champion unless you want to do sort of like and again fancy booking here but you could have something like the fiend cost him the title not when it's carrying cross or carrion. the fiend or carrying whatever have him cost in the title and it starts a kind of descent of like like madness have him lose again and then have him start like have the bloodline question him. Have him start like lashing out at the Uso's. That's when he introduced the Rock. Yes, that's when I'm. That's kind of how I see. If if the Rock does happen, I think Survivor Series might be a good aiming point in terms of when he comes because he's always at Survivor Series. Yeah, he is. So maybe that's when you start doing. Maybe you, you sort of have Roman start descending uh into madness because again he's, he's so good at at this character maybe that that's how you you sort of start that whole rock feud, and maybe it, it even boils back up the the jay uso stuff maybe you have another appearance of main event jay uh maybe you have maybe he gets put over uh by by beating roman like there's a lot of intrigue in in this and that, that can lead into you know, eight months from now.
0: Yeah. Like I'm really intrigued as to what direction they go. Cause there's a billion correct directions.
1: Yeah. And oh, I mean, not, we haven't even brought up the whole Sammy of it yet too.
0: I love Sammy Zane. Oh my God. What a great guy. That, that was the, that, that whole episode
1: was just, let's, let's just let Sammy be Sammy for an hour. <laughs> let him do what he does best for an hour.
0: In his hometown. And
1: in his hometown. and we talked about it off air too Um, like could Sammy and Kevin potentially cost Roman the title too that's another group that could cost Roman the title Uh, and could Sammy and Kevin get the the titles from the Usos could could Sammy be the one that takes the title off of Roman Uh, like there's a lot of different People coming at Roman right now, and I don't think it's been like that for a, a while.
0: No, not not credible, cyber. Right, because they all seem credible at this point.
1: Yeah, they, they do. I mean, Drew, Carrion, you, uh Sammy, and and Ko. Potentially, The Rock. Maybe a, a, an USO gets involved. Maybe the Fiend. Like, there's there's a lot a lot there. I, I found it interesting. Uh, during that segment with with Sammy and uh, Roman, that when Sammy was, like, complaining about Jay to Roman, Roman agreed. Uh, and he, yeah. never atta- he never attacked Sammy. He was, like, fully in support of Sammy. And he also said um, in his promo about him being the main event and no one else being the main event. There's the whole main event Jay Uso stuff. Could that be the start yes. of some jay uso storyline happening as well which i mean if you, if you guys remember correctly uh jay versus roman was had two of the best matches of 2020 uh who thought that too because i mean they're both great wrestlers but you never would have thought about jay uso and roman reigns being a, a legit match of the year contender which it was yeah so, so there's there's so many different angles with this roman thing and it makes the clash of the castle so intriguing because there's so many different things that could happen.
0: Yeah, and they they're all equally great as well, which is the exciting part. Yeah. So, obviously we're not going to get into predictions here for Clash of the Castle because mm-hmm. we're still a few shows off. Um we talked about the women's tag scene. Um so we don't really need to talk about it more. Toxic direction one, I feel like right. we we all expected that. Um yeah. Let's talk about... We talked about Ronda, Shayna, and Liv a little bit. The could go one of two ways here. They could either have Shayna destroy Liv, Mm -hmm. right, and set up Ronda, Shayna, which is a possibility for the title. Yeah. Or they could have Liv go over on Shayna, and then Ronda and Shayna feud without the title, which I'd be perfectly fine with, because then you book Liv to look strong. So, what way do you think they'll go? Because I'm leaning more towards Liv keeping the title at this point.
1: I actually think it could be Shana. Uh, I'm leaning more Shayna winning because maybe I'm I'm getting worked a little bit, but I don't know. There's something that that's off right now with Liv being the champion. Uh, and I mean, she's. Always, I think that one show where she was getting booed was kind of a blip in the radar. It wasn't really. It wasn't really what fully. How people think of her, I think that was just that. I forgot where they were, but wherever they were, because um, I mean Toronto, I mean Montreal, they didn't, they didn't really. The you tapped out chance didn't happen. They they yes. cheered her decently, well, not as big as her pops have been, like kind of like when she won Money in the Bank and when she cashed in and everything. But it it's just there's something weird with it, and maybe it's just the way that Ronda thing was booked. I just I just I didn't love the hole that she tapped out and the the shoulders were down, whatever. I don't really love that finish, but I think I'm leaning more Shayna just because I know Shayna is a huge uh, Triple H favorite. And, uh, you know, she was the most dominant, second most dominant women's champion in NXT history outside of Oscar. So I think, and I think you could rebuild live still, but it would have to be away from Rhonda and Shayna, uh, yes. So I, I think either I think I'm finding her way because I think giving Live a strong win, not like a win where she's like on the ropes for 90% of it and then she just catches a cheap roll up or something like that. If she's gonna win, she needs to win decidedly. Um, maybe you can have some distraction from Rhonda, but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like she should not get involved in the actual ring or do something to be like oh ronda's the reason again why why live won uh yes if live's gonna go over it needs to be a definitive clean or as, as clean as you can get uh victory but yeah. I, i'm still but i'm still leaning shana just because i think it would be easier to build uh live back up than it would be to have Shayna lose uh
0: but he, the only way you have lose is ronda shenanigans th- that's true uh,
1: but but again, that, that's what I mean. Like, I think it would make Liv look weak again if it was oh, a a huge Ronda in, interference.
0: I think you make it a competitive match, and then you have Ronda distract Shayna, mm-hmm.
1: and then and Liv then hits, from it from hits with the Oblivion or something. Yeah, I can see that, and I think that it does put over. Uh, it does put over live more and it does set up that shayna shayna ronda feud that you can do and then you can start something else with live uh, whatever it is live needs to be away from those two i i, I think yes so yeah, whatever happens to. it needs to be definitive on on either side it needs to be definitive
0: yeah i agree uh gonna move on to the tag scene we talk about Gunther.
1: yeah um well, yeah, we'll, we'll mention it just in passing. It we are getting Gunther versus Sheamus at Clash of the Castle. That is another match of the of the, the night contender. Sheamus is going to look like a tomato by the end of it. Uh, he's going to look so red,
0: <laughs> and those chops will be so loud. My God,
1: he is the whitest man in WWE. He's gonna look, it's gonna be so red.
0: Do you think that's the reason they picked him in that spot? In kind. I... Webb yeah. Walter made his name.
1: Yeah, I I think that's why they picked I mean, him. And Seamus is also Irish, of the stiffest, which helps. Like, right, and it they're two of the stiffest workers in, in the company, so I think that just it, it just it just makes it makes a whole bunch of sense. Gun, Gun, or we'll talk about Gunther more like during the predictions for the show in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it it's it, that should be like twenty minutes of pure just. Oh, man, it's going to be so so violent. <laughs>
0: oh, man. So, let's talk about the Usos, because they were missing in the show. And I don't think it was because of vaccinations. They both have DUIs. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I remember correctly, Canada's very strict with stuff like that, and they don't let Americans in if they yeah. have had trouble with the law. So that's probably one of the reasons why we did not see the Usos on SmackDown. Um the tag team seems already looking a lot beefier with the addition of Hit Row, um, just the tag teams that are already there who've been showcased, um, the Viking Raiders and, you know, the New Day actually feuding properly. Yeah. um, And and not like bowling or some shit, whatever the New Day, whatever the Street Profits and Viking Raiders were doing, because that was weird. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so... I feel like this, the tag team scene's in a really strong place and it will only get stronger.
1: Yeah. Uh, if stuff does happen down the line, I mean, you could add two really, really strong tag teams to it. You can even have like, a maximum male, maximum male models. I think Marseille and Mansoir. Uh, <laughs>
0: they Mace, can be- Mason, Mansoor for, for yeah. the people like me.
1: <laughs> um. I think they they could be a fun tag team because they're both really, really talented guys, especially Mansoor. Um, yes, he, he's a really good high flyer, um, and I know they had a, him and Ali had a match when they were at Crown Jewel, whatever it was, um, for obvious reasons. But <laughs> uh, that could be a fun tag team if you look over at Raw, Cedric and Ali. That could be a tag team that, that you could go with. You still have Alpha Academy. I think you need to build them a little bit more because they're kind of the the jobber, like team because so they, they lose to a lot of they lose to a lot they lose a lot of matches uh hopefully they can build gable back up and have him be a potential singles yes. pushed down down the line uh but still there's and with a potential of a gargano coming back maybe you see it, a DIY reunion with the potential of a Sammy Kevin Owens uh pairing that could that could maybe take it from the Usos there's I mean when's the last team? there were like what 10 legit tag teams? In the in the division
0: that were built properly, they're
1: never. built properly, yeah, never.
0: Yeah. I can't remember the last time on the Vince.
1: So, and we know how Triple H built his tag teams in NXT. It was arguably the best tag division in the world, Uh, if yes. not like de- definitively the best tag team in the world. I mean, when you have at, at some point you have a revival, a undisputed era, you have diy you had uh american alpha you have the viking raiders you had uh aop you had um ascension at one point you had the Weights at one point uh i mean mustache mountain there there's just a whole bunch of i mean the street profits were down there yes. the, the um there was just so many just really 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 good tag teams that triple h has built and Especially if the profits might split up soon, he really needs to build build a few more teams before they fully break up. I I think I was kind of surprised yeah, we didn't definitely. see them on, see them on Raw. I, I didn't really re- realize it until after, but I think that was just a product of they've had too much stuff going on at the moment. But yeah,
0: so.
1: it, it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I don't really know. I mean, maybe they they split up. Montez and Angelo, and, and they don't really like break up. It's more of just like a new day situation. I think I'd prefer that. Honestly, I don't. Think, I don't think they need to break up. And you can just have Montez go on go on a singles run, but you can have Angelo be there as a as a guy to help him. I, I don't. I don't think either really fully work as a heel. I think I think Montez could be a good heel, but he's much more of a baby face type of personality.
0: I also think the era of you need to split up tag teams to push a single star is dead. You don't yeah. need to. Yeah, that, that, that's true. That. Yeah,
1: that that's true. And
0: which never made any sense when they when they split Biggie away from the rest of the New Day.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to push, I mean, I guess if you wanted to, I understand to, why,
0: but you didn't have to do it.
1: I think you could have just put them all on Raw, because obviously you you weren't going to take the the title off of Roman. But this just put them on raw. Put all, all exactly. three of them on raw. They weren't doing anything. There's tag teams for them to feud with on, on the other side. So that was that was weird. But yeah, just to kind of tie up the whole tag team thing, it's in a very healthy position. There's a lot of potential for more teams and for teams to look a lot better just under better guidance, like the Viking Raiders, who and people kind of forget they were one of the better, one of the best tag teams in the world at one point when they were war machine, right? That's where they're. Yes. Oh, when they were War Machine on the Indies, they were a huge, a huge tag team that was New Japan and the ROH at one point.
0: In NXT, they were insane. Yeah, they shouldn't have made them the Viking Raiders. It made well, was the Viking experience first, and that pissed me off. And (laughs) they they should just been the War Raiders. It was the easiest thing to do, and they botched it. And it pisses me off and when we talk about tag teams you still have otis and chad gable there yeah for academy who you can push at any point and they'll be credible because chad gable's that good so the tag team because i don't know who the next challenger will be to the usos but whoever it is i'm fine with it i just i, I don't usos think to it's... lose soon yeah yeah because I, don't... I think the status quo of the bloodlines got to the point where they need a little bit of adversity they need something think, to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean, what if Roman like goes more to Sammy more, and it, Sammy it starts to become that right hand man that Jay was essentially. And I, again, there's there's a whole feud built in there
0: that could be and, really and you get... You see, you see Paul side with Sammy more as well because yeah. the Usos have never really liked Paul Heyman. So you see that dissension where it essentially becomes Sammy and Paul Heyman against the Usos for Roman's attention. That's really interesting.
1: You know how good a twenty-minute Jay versus Sammy match would be. You know how good that those two would be together. <laughs> yes. Just a singles match. Oh my god, that'd be great. But there, yeah, there isn't any anyone I think that that's really built up to them right now. Um, the only one that makes sense is the Sammy stuff if he does go with Kevin. But I think I'd rather see the bloodline dissension with Sammy involved in it before he goes with Kevin. I think I'd, I think I'd prefer that honestly. Um, and it would make the Usos massive baby faces too,
0: which, yeah, which they kind
1: of they kind of already are, just because the bloodline's so over. But the Usos being like legit baby faces could like it just adds adds more to the story, the story as a whole, and maybe you can keep Sammy and Kevin as as heels and have them be a dominant heel tag team like maybe that that still happens but just just with a different sort of with a different sort of like view on it and you, you can still work the rock storyline in there too especially if, if you see like oh roman turning his back on family sort of thing
0: yeah definitely so both shows are in really strong positions and i apologize for the nxt crowd i can only watch five hours of wrestling consistently a week um, i did watch a,
1: he- a heat wave heat wave I think it was yes. called heat wave um it was pretty good it was, it was a solid show it,
0: it was good um i love tyler bait being there tyler bait is 24 5.25 yeah. yeah he's he's like our age, and in five years he could be main eventing wrestlemania um which is insane tyler bay is ridiculous
1: bait versus brom breaker is going to be a really good match
0: they should put that on the clash card i'm not even they sure should
1: they, they should but they're 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 gonna have the uh world's collide show the day after
0: clash, yeah so they won't like. right
1: but, but they should it should 100 should yeah
0: that should be the opener like let's be real man and w- what i really like is um so bt sport is like fox Sports, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in, in the US or Fox or whatever. Um, so obviously it was going to be on pay-per-view, the the premium live event, mm-hmm. but they've made it available on their channel where it oh, was okay. broadcast, which I think is such a smart move by them because the first UK pay-per-view, make it as accessible as possible, right? Yeah. That's how you get viewers in. And I don't think Vince completely understood that. No. <laughs> so, the fact that they're doing that and putting it on it's not free tv you pay for it but it's not on pay-per-view if you have the yeah. channel you have it that's i think that's a really great move by wb on this side of the pond yeah even no, though it's, it's on the network anyway which i pay for but to have it there for people who don't pay for the network who are just you know scrolling through the channels oh there's a WWE pay-per-view there let's watch it i think that's really great business like by them <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and Vince was supposed to be like the business guy, and there's just so many turns that he made that didn't make any sense just for business, like at all. Like the, people were going away from WWE, like, they, they they were at record low numbers in like the mid to 20, 2010s in terms of viewership, yes. and he was just screwing up a lot of stuff because no one wanted to see Roman win. He was a non-charismatic John Cena essentially, and people didn't the like John already people didn't like John already, even though he's one of the most charismatic dudes in WWE history. Uh, Roman was just the shield, but one, you know, and he really needed that. He really needed that either character change or mouthpiece. And he obviously with Heyman and his heel turn, it really made the whole thing work. But anyway, it it, it was, it was just, I I never, I never understood what the stuff that Vince did. And it, it always seemed bad for business just in general. I know that it's, you know, sports and entertainment, people don't always want to see just spot fest, spot fest, even though, I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, it, it just didn't make sense for him to turn some of the guys away that he did and the way he, they that they did. I mean, they almost – they had they were literally forced to do the, the yes movement stuff. Like, if they didn't do the yes movement stuff, people would have rioted. Uh yes. They're lucky a, a lot of that stuff falls into their lap. Same with the Kofi stuff. Same with the Becky stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they got really lucky found to the lap, but you know, it, it is what it is. We don't really have to worry about that anymore now, thankfully. And Triple H is kind of the perfect blend between a, to me, Triple H is kind of like the perfect blend between a Tony Khan and a Vince McMahon in terms of the way he thinks about stuff. I think he's kind of in the middle of that, but he's not like a huge, for lack of a better term, Mark, like, like Tony Khan is but he's also not like a stone cold you know dude who, who, dude who doesn't care about anything like like Vince was so I, I think it's just a really good spot to have Hunter in and it you sh- should see a lot of numbers jump up I feel um and the, I think we already have in terms of like the raw viewership it was one thing I which,
0: do I do want to. I do want to say about viewership is it's not as important as it was six years ago because how many people have cut the cord yeah it, the
1: the the numbers are are definitely different on there and i mean I, I don't really know how that really accounts for you know streaming services or like a hulu, also- hulu a youtube t v or something like that like it doesn't really account for that sort of stuff, so the numbers don't really matter but but you do see the numbers ticking up for people who still have cable, which i think yeah. is which i think is because of the obvious change in leadership and everything.
0: Yes, so I think I think that we covered both weekly shows of WWE there. Yes. Um, let's quickly touch on. We've talked a little bit about returns. Mm. Let's just mention before we sign off one one, rest, one faction or one wrestler that we expect to return in the next three four weeks. I'll throw to you first.
1: Yeah, I, I think the most obvious one. Especially with the way that it, the tag tournament has been built, I think we see Sasha and Naomi. Uh, the 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 tag final isn't in isn't at Clash, so I I think we see Sasha and Naomi, after, I think Io Sky and Dakota Kai win. Uh, I think after that that match, I think you see Sasha and Naomi. If not, then there, then they come out to um during the, the six woman tag match. Uh, but I think we see them first. I think they're the next return that we see of of, yes. of, of anyone. It's, it's gonna be Sasha and Naomi.
0: Either them or Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I think Bray not being in the WWE was the biggest travesty anyway. Um the way Vince apparently treated him was so wrong on so many yeah. levels. like like, what the fuck god forbid someone calls out shit programming you know for it being shit programming right like you know and it just made no sense like the guy was there he 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 was your most over he made the he was making the company more money than roman at one point and you release him when he was making more money than roman it made no sense it really didn't i mean people really bought that damn fiend
1: title <laughs> people it. actually people actually bought it <laughs> a, a strap with a big old fiend face on it. it it's like it just it doesn't make sense especially when like they're they were i mean yeah he, he was obviously one of the highest paid guys in the company but like obviously for good reason uh and the way that you that they justify it is for like it's for like budget uh, budget reason but like money making reasons but like you're cutting your biggest money maker away it it doesn't make sense. Do do you think so you think at clash is when we see Bray?
0: Either Clash or the Raw after Clash. Yeah. I think or, smash, or Bray, SmackDown after clash. I think Bray costs Roman in some way. Either either during the Drew match or after the Drew.
1: I mean, maybe it could be like a, a theory situation too. <laughs> I I didn't, I didn't even bring up a theory like what yeah. if roman wins and then theory goes to cash in you see the fiend attack attack roman and theory pins theory him.
0: wins the wwe title yeah like you you, you could see that happen it, really and, and that's how you split up the titles before the draft
1: if if you want to go crazy we could see all the guys that we mentioned at some point in that match like yeah you could and and there's avenues for for
0: multiple of them to, to do make, so. it, make it an attitude or a spot first
1: yeah i mean you you could have a carrying come out and and i mean and it, it could be a big sammy or kevin babyface moment
0: yeah so, so it's it's definitely a um it's definitely an interesting conundrum as to where this could
1: is there one person of like like we we've talked ad nauseum just in the past about gargano and bray and sasha naomi is there one person just that isn't really talked about that you think will be back in the relative future
0: off the top of your head maybe maybe tegan Knox.
1: tegan is one but it does look like she's having she has uh there's issues with
0: her um visa visa. but that would be easily sorted if she was hired by the wwe right right
1: and now it makes sense. And I know there was a report from a PW Insider that Triple H is ready to bring back uh the wrestlers and people that were in his inner circle uh from Black and Gold. Uh and to me that just screams Gargano. Uh that's I mean, if they were available, Joe and Regal would be in the yes. WWE right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they w- and I'm not saying that Rio regrets signing to AEW. I don't think he does, but I think no.
1: Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club is one of the best parts of the of the company of the AEW right now.
0: 100. I'd argue it's the best part. Um, yeah. So yeah, Bray, give me Bray. Yeah.
1: It lights go out. Uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be. It, it's, it's it's man the pop Bray is gonna get. <laughs> it's gonna be unimaginable it's it's gonna be ridiculous i mean yeah, er, every like, time he trends like every day on twitter it feels which like which is
0: insane for a guy who hasn't been yeah. a part of the wrestling company for over a year
1: it's a him and gargano every time there's something wrestling related they're trending
0: yes it's insane mm-hmm
1: yeah but man fun fun, fun times ahead i'm uh, really looking forward to clash of the castle maybe even more so than SummerSlam, and i went to SummerSlam. uh i'm really looking forward to clash of the
0: castle <laughs> i think it has the potential to be the best show overall this year yes
1: even better than wrestlemania 100 there I mean, isn't
0: that was that was one of the better wrestlemania's there. in recent history right really really yeah. good really enjoyed both nights great spectacle um However, there were certain filler matches that I don't think we would get with uh Triple H. Like I we think definitely the, the worst matches going get, over on Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But
1: that did lead to the to the the Stone Cold stuff. So I don't I don't really fault that too and much. And the it. worst
0: stunner in history. The
1: the worst or the best. Let, let, let's be real. It might have been the the, the hardest I've laughed <laughs> Seeing that man collapse. Oh my god. The it, it, it was it was that fairy cell into the Vince cell, like two of the best yeah, the fairy
0: cell was beautiful, completely
1: different reasons, yeah.
0: <laughs> but even but even I mean, the Pat Cell was great. I love Pat Yeah,
1: Soule. with with him drinking the beer on the on the floor, that was great. Uh the worst match on the card might be the Shayna live one, and that's crazy Wait. to say.
0: Which is insane, because that's a good match in itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of potential stuff that, that could happen off that match. I'm assuming Edge and Balor gets added. Is there anyone, that, any other stuff that you could think? Maybe New Day versus the Viking Raiders, maybe? I assume so. Yeah. And maybe a US title match. Those are the only other ones I can really think of. I, I yeah. would like a... Give me like a Bobby, AJ, Chompa triple threat. Oh,
0: I mean, think that that'd would be great. the house down.
1: Yeah. I think you can, and, but, and those are the only reasons to really do it, and that can build into a, a the Gargano, uh, a, a Gargano story. It could,
0: but you have to, but you have to give Champa, his old theme, his old presentation. Yeah, maybe not his presentation, but his old theme. You need it. The pop, if no one will survive, will came on, in the arena would be beyond anything they'd get the rest of the night.
1: I, I actually don't hate the the new one they gave him the new music that he has now, um,
0: it's not terrible but it it, it wasn't what it was before that, but I just think that theme fits Tommaso Ciampa so well
1: yeah yeah I'm, I'm trying that that I think that has to be has to be the only other one that could be added there isn't really any other stories being built to outside of that unless you get Sammy involved so Sammy or Kevin involved somehow if I could give me a get 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 Kevin Owens in that in that U.S. title match, this, this is making a fatal four-way. Yeah, and and you can have you can still have Bobby retain, uh, just have him pin. Yes, AJ, I guess. Uh, but just yeah, put those four guys in there. That that's another one that could be match of the match of the night contender. But so yeah, th- there's just so much good stuff to look forward to with it. I'm really excited for Raw tomorrow. I'm really excited for that priest. Uh, the priest edge match should be really really good. Uh, and we have Oscar Oscar Bliss versus uh, Sky and Kai tomorrow yes. as well, which sh- should also be great. So yeah, very much looking forward to to the future and
0: Clash of the Castle. Yeah, it's going to be a great. We'll talk next week about Raw and SmackDown once again. Any any new news that's come out? Um, I Just want to thank you guys for listening to the inaugural edition of Styles Clashing. Um, As always, you can follow me at AlanRamich03 on Twitter. You can follow Merge at whatever. What's your at now, Merge? Merge 1998. That's fine, yeah. Merge
1: 1998.
0: Uh, Thanks again, guys, for listening. Take care. Have a good evening.
1: Peace.